Welcome to the Start, Scale, Succeed podcast with me, your host, Nicole Higgins, the Buy and Retail Coach, sharing tips, advice, and insight from entrepreneurs that have just launched to multi-million pound business owners. We will be discussing the challenges they faced, advice they would give, and the milestones they achieved and how they got there. Also joining me will be a broad range of experts with some tips and practical how-tos, episodes that will help your business grow and to enable you to live the life you crave. The types of experts that you'll hear from will be those that you will find beneficial as you start and scale your business, from branding and social media experts to mindset coaches and PR marketing. There will also be solo episodes from me discussing a variety of topics from sourcing to maximizing the profit in your business. and more difficult for your business to get seen. And today I'm joined by Pamela Ray Welsh, who is founder of Worsley Creative. And her main objective is to make sure that you and your business get seen in such a visible online space. Thank you very much, Pamela, for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Nicole. And um, thank you, listeners, for um, tuning in to hear me today. Um, as just introduced, I'm Pamela. I'm an online visibility specialist. Um, I have been in the sales operations and marketing space for over 20 years now. Um, so the wrinkles do not feel like that, honestly, which you probably can't see as part of the podcast, which is great, actually, like light bulb moment, the podcast is the way to go, saving money on Botox. And um, so I help small business owners um, help get seen in really crowded spaces. And um, particularly now where we are under constant pressure to really think about the cost of marketing, the cost of promotion and the, the cost of just being in business. I'm on a real mission to help people with low cost and free options to be able to get themselves seen by their idle clients. Thank you so much for that. And today we're going to be focusing mainly on SEO. And if we can start off in, you know, why does, you know, and this may seem a bit basic for some people, but some people will be, you know, listeners that are new to this space, you know, how important is SEO and, you know, what does it do? So if you consider that there are um, 18 million users on Facebook, we're, we're, we're talking uh, per day, you know, active. If you talk about, you know, the billion users on TikTok, um, all of that number, all of those numbers actually like small in comparison to the Google searches, which are conducted every day. So there's roughly 80,000 Google searches conducted every single second. So in the space of this, we've already had nearly half a million Google searches being conducted in a day. So the size of that prize for a small business is actually huge. Um, and if you think about your website, if you think about your website compared to social media, it's ultimately your corner of the internet. So your Mark Zuckerberg can shut down your Facebook page. Mark Zuckerberg can shut down your Instagram page. Your TikTok account can get banned within 24 hours for community, violating a community piece that you never even realized. Your website is your corner of the internet. You're not curtailed by image sizes, character counts, whether you can press enter, how many hashtags you need to have. Your website allows you to really communicate your brand. And by using techniques that help you to get really friendly with Google, you can get yourselves ranking highly in the search engine, which means that your ideal clients will find you and you can give a unique solution to them where they're not able to scroll within milliseconds to some other alternative. So that's a really powerful, powerful way that you can think about your business and your marketing. Yes, it doesn't give the immediate dopamine hit that Instagram does. You don't get the immediate love hearts when you post on your website. You don't get that rush when someone comments with, oh, this is exciting or this is for me. Yep, you don't get the dopamine rush. But what you'll definitely get is long-term sustainable results because content on your website lasts 300 times longer than it does on your social media. So in its purest form, search engine optimization is about getting your website fit and friendly for Google to be able to show it to users. 
Google has a one simple core purpose, and that is to match the most relevant, authoritative, and trustworthy answers to a user's search term. So if you think about that in a really base level, think about what your ideal client searches for. Think about what keeps them awake at four o'clock in the morning. And that's going to help you to unlock the content you should be having on your website so that Google knows to match your answers up with your ideal client searches. And what are the main pillars of SEO then? So there are five main pillars of SEO for you to consider. The first, website structure. Really, really important that you think about creating a structure that takes your ideal client on a journey. Every single person, every single customer, every single person in your audience will have a client consideration journey. And the hump or the curve of that will be very bespoke to how your ideal client shops. But typically it starts off in discovery, research, purchasing, and then post-advocacy phases. And for some shoppers, that might be a really steep curve, ready up to shop, like a distressed purchase. The kettle is broken, they need a new kettle through to something that is much more considered and takes much more longer time to consider. So something like a wedding dress, for example, Mm -hmm. the curve for for buying a wedding dress will be much slower, much more of a slower rise. We involve much more searches, a lot more um, uh, collaborative with other people before you make a purchasing decision. So the first thing to think about is creating a website structure that takes your client on that consideration journey so they can make an informed purchase. And that's never been more important when we think about you know, the cost of living, when we think about the pressures that people are going to be facing, every purchase will become much more considered. People aren't going to shop, stop buying, but they are going to become much more considered. So creating a website structure that really helps your ideal clients make the best decision is going to set yourself apart. Is that about the navigation then or and the pop-ups or when you say in terms of creating that website structure, what do you I know what you mean in terms of making sure it touches that customer journey and their touch points, but what could that look like in an actual website structure? So in terms of what that would look like is you creating content that's going to help people progress through that client consideration journey. So rather than just having all of that rich content on the FAQ pages that's you know, let's talk, let's use the wedding dress example, you're a bridal shop, rather than just having in an FAQ, how many people should I bring to my bridal appointment, rather than just having a one word answer of two, you would actually create compelling content around that that helps the user to decide how many people it's best to have at their bridal appointment. You know, there's always a way that there's always a way to have short content, medium content, long content, and it's about serving the needs of your ideal clients. When you're creating your structure, yes, it is about navigation. Yes, it is about performance and making sure you've got a well-performing website, but it's making sure you've got all of those content touch points covered to be able to make, so your ideal client can make the right decision. So like with that, you're saying the short content could be the FAQ question, but then the longer content could be a blog post on it. Yeah, article content. I think people go down a rabbit hole of, I hate blogging. Actually, if you think about, you know, what is, if it's really important to your bride, I'm just going to keep going with the same example. It's really important to your bride. Actually, are you doing them enough justice by giving them a one word answer in FAQ? Actually, Mm -hmm. should it be within your core content to talk about the importance of the right size entourage for you selecting your perfect dress? So I, I would always urge people to think, don't get stuck down a rabbit hole of I hate blogging or, you know, it's all about blog content. Actually, it's more about creating a structure that gives importance to the, you know, the key cornerstone content for your website. So what people need to know and um, then your key periphery content, what they want to know um, yeah. and then the stuff that's going to influence them. And that becomes your sort of blog post case studies, that type of thing. Great. Thank you for explaining that a bit more. And sorry, I interrupted you. Point number two. Not at all. Not at all. So second pillar to think about is keyword research. And this is where everyone gets, you know, really quite confused when it comes to SEO. And again, going down a rabbit hole of, 
of thinking, I don't know what my keywords are, I don't know what I should be focusing on, and I don't know where to put them. Um, now, in this podcast, I wouldn't be able to go into, you know, the technicalities of keyword placement and setting pages up for success. But what's really, really key is that you spend time thoroughly researching what your ideal client is searching for. And forget about the obvious. If you're a fashion retailer and you stock black dresses, unless you have got a ton of money to put into a PR machine, into backlink building and to content generation, you are never going to be able to beat the likes of Amazon, John Lewis, River Island, all the other big fashion retailers that are existing and spend shed tons of money both on ads and content and PR. We're just not going to do it. Amazon's got over 2 billion backlinks. So backlink, for anyone who doesn't know, who's new to the SEO world, is another website giving a vote of confidence to your website. So if you can imagine, if you want to try and rank for something like Black Dress, You are up against an entire Mm -hmm. juggernaut. What you're actually better to think about doing is really is looking at what the longer tail keywords are that your ideal client might be searching for. So again, going back to that client consideration journey, if they're searching for black dress, they might be at the very beginning of their journey because they don't know what style they want. They don't know what material they want. They don't know what details they want. Actually, you've got a far better chance of ranking if you look at going further down that consideration chain. So using the black dress example, that would be long sleeve, jersey, ribbed, fitted black dress. That you've got far more chances of ranking for than you have just black dress because that that keyword is going to be really saturated by the big conglomerate. So really thinking about your keyword research and thinking about what your ideal client is going to be served by will help to set you apart. And I'm trying to give real product-focused um, yeah, no, examples great. here because um, obviously you're in the retail space, but it works for services as well. You know, in terms of thinking about, you know, women's coaching, very, very saturated, but female entrepreneur coaching for scale or female entrepreneur coaching for growth, again, longer tail, more niche, will get less people searching for it. But here's the trick, much more engaged people. If you think about the black dress example, that's someone at the beginning of their journey that's probably not ready to commit because they don't know what style they want. They yeah. don't know what- They're still they doing want. that discovery, exploration exactly. stage. But yeah. someone who's looking for a long sleeve, black, ribbed, mid-length, fitted dress, they already know exactly everything they want. They just want to find the perfect one. And that's your opportunity to grab them. And um, so keyword research, the second pillar, and it's really important that you do thorough keyword research, really think about what your ideal client is searching for. Then, which nicely segues into creating the great content. So the third pillar and at the heart of everything is creating great content. Content marketing is, um, you know, obviously grown massively in terms of, you know, over the last 10 years. And it's often misconceived as being social media content. But actually using your website as a content engine for your business is for product business is going to be what drives traffic to your site simply because of the big conglomerates owning so much of the short tail keyword space. So actually creating article content, creating what I call periphery content, that's going to really influence and be helpful to your ideal clients is what's going to start to get you what I call inadvertent traffic, which you can then use to convert into sales. So things around articles that are going to be helpful um, to your particular niche, to your particular um, demographic, and creating your website into being a useful resource hub, that's what's going to set you apart. And once you start getting traffic and you start getting click-throughs, that sends the feel-good signals to Google, which will then help you to rank even more. So really, really important, content at the heart of everything you do. And with that keyword research, so in terms of those long-tail keywords, would you start adding those in your product descriptions? 
Yeah. And then, or within your, in your different kind of, I suppose, your short, medium and long-term content where it's appropriate to fit. Absolutely. And every single page should have a unique keyword phrase that you're targeting. So one of the common mistakes made is seeing, you know, um, keyword, what's called keyword cannibalization. And people were trying to repeat the keyword they're focused on on multiple pages, thinking that that's going to give their overall domain that keyword focus. But actually every single page has an equal chance of ranking. So you might as well give it an individual keyword phrase. But in so terms go- of like page setup and placement, et cetera, I, I, it, it, we would be here for hours. There are techniques yeah. to learn, um, but it's definitely around making sure you have a unique keyword phrase per page. So say if we go back to your wedding dress example, could you give an example of what that could look like for a wedding dress company in terms of those keywords on every single page? So, for example, your homepage might be wedding dress, um, wedding dress boutique Berkshire, um, particularly if you want to be you know, showing up for local search. Um, your about page might be the local area in Berkshire. So it might be wedding dress shop in Newbury. You might then have the brands within your um, branded pages for your collections. So you would have wedding dress stockists of um, Vera Wang XYZ, in yeah. Newbury. Um, and making sure every single page would have, say, a different brand or a different style. So long wedding dresses, alternative wedding dresses, um, you know, wedding outfits for LGBTQ. There's yeah. tons of inspiration you could go down there. But it's making sure that you know what your ideal client is searching for, how you're able to match that offer with your content and with your product offering and, and bringing that out into your in your overall structure. So those pillars, uh, so website structure, keyword uh, research content. And, and content. Content at the absolute heart. The more content you produce, the more time you put into your website, the more it's going to pay dividends. Um, And then creating content that people want to share, want to link to, want to refer to. If you want to be starting to get traffic while you're in your sleep, if you want to start creating sales overnight, if you want to be really creating your website to be an engine working hard for you, a linking strategy, which is the fourth pillar, your domain authority, is really super important. The latest core Google, Google, I can't even get my word back, core Google algorithm update um, is all centered around creating useful, helpful content, okay? So the more that you can get people to say this is useful, helpful content, the more you're going to get rewarded by Google. Backlinks are another website linking into yours. So for example, you use a product-based business. We can use the bridal example as well. Rock My Wedding linking to your website as the best bridal shop in, in Berkshire, as an example. Getting a link from another website into yours is like a vote of confidence. And the more quality links that you can build up, the more you're going to build up your domain authority, and that's going to help set you apart from your competitors. And I think it's that important about that collaboration piece that you are reaching out to people and, you know, returning the favor when appropriate and and, yeah. and that side of things so that you are seen. And like you say, it's that vote of confidence and that authentic opinion is what Absolutely. matters rather than I think people trust it a lot more than an ad or whatever it might be. Absolutely. With, with SEO, when people start to really focus on it, how how quickly can they see results So you can start to see results within days. What's really critical is that you use Google Search Console um, to be able to index your site, submit your sitemap. It's a free tool. Um, It's one of the most underrated pieces in SEO that, that, you know, most small business owners aren't either aware of or don't use actively enough in their business. Um, But it's really, really important that you use Google Search Console. That's going to tell you how your website is performing for search, how many clicks you're getting, where you rank for certain keywords. It's going to tell you about your link profile. It's going to give you indicators around your website health. It's a really powerful tool. So if you only took one thing from today, it would be make sure you put content at the heart of what you're doing. Um, think less about the obvious, but also use Google Search Console because it's a really great tool in this space. 
Yeah, I have to admit, I've not heard of it before. So I'll be okay. going straight on to it after console. this. Yeah. And I recommend it to everyone that I work with. And um, what are the most common mistakes you see when it comes to people's websites? Uh, yeah, there's quite there's quite a few. No, um, but what I will say is don't forget the fifth pillar, which is social proof um, for SEO. Sorry, just to say there, there's a fifth pillar for, for SEO and that's social proof. And that is made, that is in trying to interweave reviews, testimonials, case studies, um, to be able to, because it's been demonstrated that people are 66% more likely to purchase when it's somewhat when it's ratified by another member of the public. So making sure social proof is within your SEO strategy as well is really important. Um, website mistakes that I see. Um, number one is just using a vanilla website template. So home, about me, shop, contact, blog, and then some random blog posts that haven't been seen since 2019. Um, a nice banner at the top saying, you know, we're now reopened after COVID. Everyone's reopened after COVID. Yeah, yeah. We don't need that banner anymore. So your website structure should be designed around your ideal client. Your website structure shouldn't be designed around what a website template tells you it should be. Um, so no, mistake number one is design your website structure around your ideal client and consideration journey. Um, the second mistake that I see quite often is keyword cannibalization. And I referred to that earlier is where people just put every page being the same keyword phrase. Mm -hmm. Every page should have a unique keyword phrase that you're targeting. And that's going to allow you to become much more discoverable, make much more impression around in the World Wide Web and home increase your chances of getting clicks. So, you know, really focus on making sure that every page has a unique keyword phrase. Um, and then the third, you know, the third biggest mistake I would say is lack of content. And this is particularly for product businesses here. Product descriptions, which are less than 100 words long because you think people don't read content. Um, well, actually, if it's helpful and useful, yes, they will. And also Google reads content to understand where you sit in the world of other products. So the more comprehensive you can be with product descriptions, the better it's going to fare for you. If you think that Amazon doesn't have long product descriptions, think again, because if you actually go to their URL, they've got more concertinas, drop downs, etc. than you can shake a stick at. There's product descriptions, there's features, benefits, and then they've got their customer reviews where they actively encourage people to use that keyword phrase for that product in the review that all adds up to building up to being a really rich product description. So if you don't want to have in, if you don't want to have lots and lots of text because you think it's going to look too heavy, utilize drop downs, utilize um, concertinas um, to be able to condense that content up but pack in the content because the more helpful and useful you can be for your ideal client, the more you're going to stand out to your competitors. And so if people are starting with, you know, if people are like, right, they've had their website done, maybe they've not really looked at the performance or if they were to do an audit of their own website, obviously I know that you mentioned the Google search console, I suppose it would be to start there. What else would you suggest? So um, I've got a free SEO audit tool, uh, which gives an instant performance report on how your website is, um, is behaving and, and, and how it's performing in the search engines. Um, so all you need to do is tap in your URL for that. I'd always start with having a look at how your website is performing, using Google Search, search Console to see what people are searching for to find your website, and then start to think about that structure, keyword plan, and the content that's going to match that. That would be the starting blocks for anyone that I would that I would say. There are techniques to learn in terms of you know keyword placement, setting pages up for success. There are te techniques to learn in terms of content writing to make it friendly for Google. Um, but fundamentally, if you've got zero budget and you just want to start getting working on your website, putting your ideal client at the heart of your, th of your thought process and thinking about making sure every page has got a unique purpose that you want to add value and has a clear call to action is going to really help you and start to get you, you start to get your results. And you can start to see results within days. Um, so just giving each page a clear keyword focus 
submitting your sitemap to Google so that Google knows that you've changed the content on your website, you will start to see you know, changes from there. And if you start to see changes that aren't working, the good news is you can change them again and you can just keep tweaking because the one thing I'd always say to people is your website's never done. In the same way that your Instagram feed's never finished yeah. and your Instagram account, your Pinterest account isn't done, in the same way that your Facebook group needs nurturing every day, your website is never done. And I think that's a common misconception with people is that, oh, I've had my website done, but it's just not getting seen. Well, your web, that's the first mistake you're making is that actually your website's never done. It should be a living, breathing engine for your business. I think that's such a key thing in terms of that it should be updated because how we shop changes, how we think changes. You know, I think one of the one of the mistakes people make about their customers sometimes is thinking that their behavior may not change. You know, we're coming into a real period of change with how people spend. They're still going to want to spend, like you said, yeah. but they might spend slightly less or they might spend longer making that decision of what they'll purchase. And they might do spend more time in that discovery time in terms yeah. of what's the best option, the best quality, the best price. Yeah. So it's thinking about that you know, what is the customer journey going to be now coming into Q4? And again, that will be different versus, you know, when people are shopping for Q1, because they might be looking for more bargains, people might be looking for more gift now, you know, so it's, it is, like you say, it's a living, breathing um, entity that needs to be looked at. And I know I, for one, have completely neglected my own website, and I need to go back and revisit it. If you are, if doing this yourself is for somebody, you know, brings, brings them out in a cold sweat, how can people work with you? So um, I'm always attempt to be as accessible as possible. And I've got a whole new, so I've just rebranded um, myself. So it's now Worsley Creative 2.0. I'm still known as Worsley Creative, but I'm in version 2.0. Um, and um, I, I want to be as accessible for people as possible. So I, I'm, I'm very sensitive to the fact that, you know, we are, we are entering a period of real instability. Um, and, you know, although today we've announced we've got a new prime minister and I'm hoping that we've got a whole load of changes both positive for us as a general population, but also for small businesses. Um, you know, she's very much a champion of small business. I'm completely neutral, by the way, as to who this person is. Um, but I'm really hoping that we get some positive news there. But in terms of working um, with me, I want it to be as accessible as possible. So I've got solutions starting from just £10 a month, which gives you access to a big recorded bank of training materials, everything on keywords, structure, content, backlinks, all of those things. That's all in that vault. Um, that's just £10 a month, which includes sort of daily hints and tips as well to help you um, right through to my signature SEO superstars program, which can take you from beginning to end how to manage your website yourself and get yourself ranking in the search engines, which launches three times a year. And my next cohort, I think, begins in October. So, um, yeah, there's and there's everything in between. So from £10 up to my signature, you know, £800 program, there's lots of ways to be able to be able to work with me and I also have a free group as well or follow me on Instagram if you want free value um one of my new commitments is to not give away too much detailed value for for free but I generally generally will overshare over in Instagram as to those tips tips and hints that can help you get seen thank you so much Pamela for that and I'll make sure that the um your links and your lead magnet are linked here for people to go and take a look at that I know I will be downloading that SEO tool and looking at that Google search um that Google search, the Google search console that I need to, that's on my, one of my growing to-do list. And what would you say, uh, let me see if I'll, which way I'll finish. Sorry, one second now. Anything that you want to, I'll edit this bit out, but in terms of, is there anything that you feel that you want to add to that or that, um, you know, I think there's some quick wins, definitely quick wins there in terms of what people have asked. Anything that you feel that you want to add or that you get asked about that we've not covered? 
Um, I think there's, it's worth saying about e-commerce businesses. People are instantly put off by being in the website space as an e-commerce provider because they see the competition in terms of Amazon, Etsy, not on the high street. As people get more considerate in terms of their purchases, now is the time for indies to really be making themselves be visible. So don't be put off by thinking e-commerce is this big, scary entity and that you'll just stick to selling on social media or you'll, you'll stick to that dopamine hit of what Instagram and Facebook gives you when you post constantly on there. Your website can absolutely pay dividends and you can get yourself ranking on page one and more people are scrolling past ads and looking for alternatives to the big conglomerates as they get more considerate about their purchases. So don't shy away from thinking, oh, Google is scary. It absolutely isn't. Google wants to match the best, most relevant answers to a user's search term. Um, yes, they want to make ad revenue as well, so they're always going to be trying to get you to spend ads, but really think about creating that content engine for your business and being helpful to your users, and you can definitely set yourself apart from other people. Thank you very much for joining me today, Pamela, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. Thank you so much, Nicole. That's great. And if you've enjoyed today's podcast and found it useful, which I'm sure you have, I'll be back again next week with another great guest. And I would love for you to leave a review for Start, Scale, Succeed on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks very much. Bye.